You are listening to the Mom Halo Podcast. This sweet ear candy will serve up laughs and aha moments as we talk to best-in-class thought leaders. These folks are dropping gems of genius. I'm Melana Kapitz, CEO and founder of the Mom Halo community. I'm a fun, fearless, freckled mom with three wild kiddos. I love to introduce you to ideas and people that will rock your world all while laughing out loud because that is the only way to get through the daily grind of parenthood. Plug in your earphones and let's get to them. Wouldn't it be great to shop online without worrying about the way something fits or if you got the right size? If you haven't heard of Smithery Style yet, you're going to want to. They're an online shop who has made many appearances at Mom Halo events in the past. They not only sell gorgeous pieces that they like to refer to as elevated basics, but their mission is to have women across the country feel confident in their day-to-day from the moment you step in front of your closet to get dressed in the morning. How do they do that? By helping you figure out your body shape, giving style tips for those shapes, figuring out your wow colors, modeling the clothes on real women, and curating collections each season of the best pieces for all different body shapes. Watch their daily try-ons over at Instagram, Smithery Style, or head to their website to figure out your shape now. Okay, hello. Welcome to the Mom Halo Podcast. I'm your host, Elena Capitz, and today I have a friend uh, in the audience, or I should say, Okay, not in the audience. I have a friend in the studio, and I'm very excited because she is a rock star. Um, let's put our hands together for Danny Kagan. Thank you for having me. This is great. I'm a big fan of you, Alana, as you know, and a big fan of Mom Halo. And uh, yeah, very happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. Danny, why don't you kick us off and tell us who you are, what you do, and where you're from? Go for it. All the things. Um, yeah, I'm, my name's Danny Kagan. I am the co-founder and CEO of Mave and Shay. Uh, we are a luxury ergonomic slipper brand for women. Um, and this is a newer business for me. I actually, for the last 10 plus years, was in a completely different industry. And uh, this was a very big pivot. We call it the pandemic pivot I'm sure that will resonate with a lot of people. Um, So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, we'll dive, I'm sure we'll dive into what I did before. Yeah. I love that. So, and you're a mom of a kiddo. I am. My daughter, while we're recording this just turned 18 months. So for all the moms out there, you know, how fast this time goes, it's kind of crazy. Like I can't believe that she's already 18 months and of people who are on to their second and thirds like you. So yeah, pretty crazy. And she's the light of my life and I love her to absolute death. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. And also the best thing that ever happened to like my, my business, you know, like. Find my, yeah. Tell me how, tell me why. Well, you know, you, you have limited time as a mom and I think you work a little bit more efficiently because you have less you know, free time. So I've actually found myself becoming more productive um, and just making better use of my time when when I have to run my business because I know that I want to be present for my daughter when I'm with her. And so, you know, I, when I'm with her, I'm fully focused on her and I try and be as present as possible so that when I'm, you know, 
doing my business, I'm fully in my business and I can focus on that baby as well. Cause I do think of it like a baby. Like I have two babies, my business and my, my daughter. So I want to be fully present for both of them. So I've, I've found actually that becoming a mom has allowed me to be more present in the things that I'm doing. Remind me again, how old is your business? We started Maven Shea March, 2020. So pandemic hit, I was running two different companies, Stratus Events, which was my event planning company. And I have a business partner and co-founder of all of my, I do all my, sh- all my stuff with her. I was about to swear. I was like, oh, we're on a mom podcast. I better not swear. Oh, no, absolutely. No, this is a cussing podcast. You can say <laughs> We do all our shit together. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, Victoria Marshman. And so we had an event planning company that pretty much went down to zero because none of our clients were operating. Um, so that business kind of just went under and then, um, and we had about, you know, seven successful years with that. So still really proud of what we did there. And then my other business city moguls, which was an entrepreneur community, uh, we really took that online, um, at the beginning of the pandemic and, and grew it to a big online community. But, you know, we really were just, I just became so passionate about slippers and I'll tell you why, but, you know, it was just something that, I've become and continue becoming even more passionate about. So it really, I felt like was a blessing in disguise so that we could take, you know, Maven Shea and grow it into our business full time. Um, So yeah, that's what we've been doing for the last three years now. I know Danny through City Moguls. And um, I remember during the pandemic, you were like, I'm going to ask you two things, actually. I remember you're like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about the slipper concept. And then here you are, Danny. With a goddamn slipper company. So wait a minute. Thanks. I, you know, it's so funny. I, okay. So I met you on that call. That was a call with um, some big entrepreneurial women who were starting this, like, I don't remember what it was called, like a uh, women empowerment, something leadership. And we were on a call together and I instantly, when I heard you speak, I was like, oh, this, this girl and I are going to become friends. She's a powerhouse. Um, and I mentioned on that call, I didn't even want to say it. I didn't even want to say it out loud. I was so nervous because I didn't know how people were going to respond to me saying, I'm going to start a slipper company. It sounded kind of like, what the hell are you doing? Um, but I said it and I'm really happy I did because I planted a seed, not just with other people, but within myself to be like, okay, I need to say things out loud so that they become a reality. And then I kept saying it there and after, and it just continued and we got the ball rolling right there and then. So yeah, that was actually the, that was the first time I said it out loud to a group of of women. And the response was great because I knew right away that there was a gap in the market. There wasn't like a supportive ergonomically designed slipper that was also stylish and chic and cozy that you can maybe wear your office or you know, where to, you know, the daycare to pick up your kid or, you know, something like that. So I, I definitely felt like that was a big moment for me to like say it out loud and be like, okay, there is a demand. This is something that people will like, let's keep going. Yeah. Were you pregnant at the time? I was. Yeah. Wait, was I pregnant? That was, no, I think that call was 2020 and I got pregnant a few months after, but yeah, I was building this business very pregnant, raising capital, very pregnant, going through a lot of highs and lows while pregnant and having a newborn. So yeah, it's, um, I commend people who do this because it's not easy. And even like 
you know, I mean, you're doing it with three kids. Like it's incredible. I, I commend everyone who's starting businesses while, you know, building families. You know, it's so funny. I find you're like their third or fourth podcast I've had this season where women have like their gestation into motherhood. It's like they birthed the baby and they birthed the business at the exact same um, crossroads. What do you think that is about, Danny? What do you think about women literally like gestating and becoming a parent, like this brand new giant part of their life, but also innovating, creating businesses? Like so many entrepreneurs I know, like it all happened at the exact, what is that? Why? Why do you think that is? Well, like you're having a big change in your whole life, right? Like having a child and and starting a family or growing your family is such a monumental time in your life. And I feel like it also makes you think about your life and what you're doing and the best way possible. And it makes people think like for me, I was like, I need a change. I need to build something where I can eventually remove myself from the business. Like the business doesn't rely on Danny being present or Danny being the focus. And that's unfortunately, not unfortunately, but that was what City Moguls was for me, where I really had to be present a lot of the time. And it was great. And I think I would have continued to do that if it weren't for having a family. And so I'm sure a lot of other people who start businesses with families can relate, but you need to adapt. You have a new family. Motherhood is really challenging. And I really wanted to create a business that also gave me the flexibility that I wanted long-term, not just short-term, because long-term, I wanted to be able to say, okay, I can take this you know, business call from wherever. I could be anywhere in the world. I could be traveling with my family. I wanted to be able to say, okay, I can have someone else you know, be at a booth, uh, at a Maven Shade booth at an event on my behalf. Um, that was something that was really important to me to have that flexibility for long-term. Of course, the next several years, I'll have to be very present because it's my baby. But once it's shaped, my goal and my hope is that I can remove myself at least physically um, as much as I can from the business, which I, I, and I know a lot of people in service-based industries can't do that. Yes. It's really challenging. Um, but for me, that was something that I really wanted to do. And I think the product world is where I landed. So interesting. I I find it fascinating. Um, take us back to, and you talked about raising capital. We don't often hear women entrepreneurs in business and product doing a raise. What does raising capital mean? Take us right to the ground floor for some of our listeners as a mom. Well, well, I'll tell you why you don't hear a lot of women raising capital. It's because they're not getting capital. <laughs> That's the first first issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we we have a product, so we have a lot of overhead, uh, a lot of upfront costs to create, design our product, manufacture prototypes and samples, and place a production order. So we we needed to raise some money because you know we. We bootstrapped it at the beginning. Um, uh, What that means is we put our own money in at the beginning and then you get to- I was going to say, explain what bootstrapping means. (laughs) Yeah. It's just using your own funds, capital um, to get the business going. And uh, a lot of people bootstrap it and do it themselves, uh, which I commend. Uh, We came to a point and we came to a head where we said, okay, we can't bootstrap this anymore. Let's, Let's raise capital. So we did two things. Uh, number one, we raised uh, money through family friends round um, called the safe round. Um, it means they get it's simple. 
the, it's an acronym for a simple agreement for future equity. Um, a lot of people do, you know, something like that or a convertible note, something to kind of just start raising capital in yeah. um, a more easy way. Um, it allows you not to give up equity right at the beginning and, um, you know, get people in and um, invested in the, in the company. Um, so we did that. We raised some, we raised some money through safes and then, uh, we also did a Kickstarter campaign. So, uh, there's a, there's a couple different crowdfunding platforms. There's Kickstarter, there's Indiegogo, there's a few others. Those are the big ones. Um, and that was both to raise capital, but it was also for publicity and for proof of concept, right? Because you want to make sure that your product is actually something that people want. and I think by crowdfunding and getting people to pre-order your product online can not only show your investors, but you, that you actually have an idea that people want to buy. So that was a big, um, a big risk to take because we weren't sure if people were going to purchase. Obviously it was very successful. We raised our goal in less than 12 hours and got over 350 pre-orders, which was incredible. And I'm, I'm still like, so amazed and so happy with how that went. Um, but yeah, that was like our proof of concept to say, okay, there's people out there that want our product. Let's continue and use some of the money that we raised there to um, order our first run of inventory. I hope that answered your question. It was a bit drawn out. <laughs> and now a word from our mom, Halo podcast sponsor. Who needs superheroes when we have Leanne Kim is my go-to resource when it comes to anything starting or growing a successful side hustle or business. She was my business coach for years and has helped tons of the moms in my community build profitable businesses. Leanne knows marketing and sales so well, and she's helping women just like you change their world with their products and services. Leanne has a program starting as low as $59 a month, which makes her the best investment for new business owners looking to take their dream to the next level. What's different about your product? What what, what is people excited about? And why did you come up with it? I came, well, Victoria and I came up with it because we were frustrated consumers at home. We were, as the beginning of the pandemic, um, I'm actually, a. I, I grew up dancing competitively and then later professionally. And so my body's been through a lot and I kind of, I, I'd like to tell people I have the hips and the knees of like a 50 year old woman, um, which is probably not so untrue. And I was walking around at home on my hardwood floors and bare feet or socks and or just flat like shapeless slippers and i was actually starting to have some some hip discomfort some lower back discomfort and i spoke to a friend who was a podiatrist and i said you know what should i be wearing at home she said well you can wear sneakers um you know you could wear this this brand um and i thought these are really like not good choices for me. I'm, I don't really feel like wearing sneakers at home. I don't really feel like wearing this brand who makes really no offense that I'm not going to name them, but not very pretty or stylish slippers. Um, and then I ordered a bunch of slippers from all these different brands. And I, and I felt like, oh my God, we can make a super slipper. Take, you know, the, um, 
insole from this slipper and, and the outsole from this slipper and the upper from this slipper and make the, you know, take all of the best parts of all these different slippers and put it into one. Um, and the biggest, two biggest things for me was one, um, from the slippers that I did purchase, they had these fur insoles, which would get really stinky and really gross. And there was no way of kind of washing them or airing them out to make them kind of brand new. So we developed a removable anti-stink insole that has a, a wool blend top layer um, that you can replace over time. So there's also a sustainability element where you know you can keep your slippers longer and then just replace the insoles over time. And then also when we were developing these, I was pregnant and I kept having these visions of myself falling down the stairs holding my baby. And so I thought, oh my God, I, I really don't want to be wearing running shoes the whole time. So I thought, why don't we develop a slipper with a rubber outsole so there's no slippage and I can also wear them outside. Um, and so we just kind of started talking to like a million people. We picked up the phone, we called, you know, this foot expert and this shoe developer and, you know, other companies that were willing to help us to tell us how they started their product businesses and just got spent almost a year doing R&D. And fast forward to now, we have our prototypes and samples and will hopefully be by the time this is airing in market. I love that so much. I remember when you launched the Kickstarter and as a friend and as a fan, I was like, yes. But I remember feeling pride and I think I bought one. I think I have a pair. Yeah, I think you pre-ordered a pair. Yeah, I did. I'll triple check uh, yeah. and make sure you did. <laughs> I, have to tell, I think I do think it's a pain point. It's really funny. I I I have my kids who are um my son Henry, the baby is like such a messy eater and he throws food on the floor. And I have so many crumbs like Im- like embedded in my feet. And it doesn't matter how many times a day I sweep, we I still step on stuff all day. So Matt and I are always looking for a solution. Matt, my husband actually puts on his running shoes the minute he wakes up in the morning, wears them the entire day. That's yeah. like, for a variety of reasons, but that's what he was told by his professional um, orthopedic surgeon for his feet is to actually wear running shoes, like from the minute he wakes up to the minute he goes to bed. Um, Yeah. Like, I'm not um, surprised to hear that. And I think like for people who have legit issues and legit foot issues, I think you should go see a chiropodist, podiatrist, whoever you see and like get a proper recommendation. But for the general public, for you and me, like we shouldn't be needing to feel like we need to be in running shoes all day. Like it's not a fun look. And especially when you're working, like as a working woman, I find when you put yourself a little bit together, even with the five seconds that you have, when you have kids, it makes you feel a lot better. So why not just throw on a pair of slippers that, you know, give you that elevation. And I really wanted to help make women feel that confidence and that, you know, style to go about their day and not feel frumpy and jalubby. Um, you know, like we don't need to feel like that all the time. We already feel like that because we have kids. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so you have a mom, your mom, you have this kid, you're doing this business, you bootstrapped it, you've done a Kickstarter and uh, now you have the product. So what's happening now? Well, I believe when this is airing, we will have inventory. So it means that our store online is live and people can actually order their slippers. And um, let me think about what I'm saying for a second. Yes. So this is, uh, yeah, we're recording this in December, 2022 for those listening. And I believe this is going to be in March 
2023, which is cool. So yeah, our, our slippers will be on the market and we are launching with two different styles. The Audrey, which is a loafer, a little bit more foot support. And then the Maya, which is a slip on slip off mule um, in two colors each. So yeah, that's, that's where we're at now. And we're, you know, just kind of like in our first real year, although we've been at it for three years, that was kind of like pre-market. And now we're in market and, you know, doing a lot of testing, you know, I think one of the most important things as a business owner is to really say, Hey, like these are our assumptions for the year. Um, this is what we can predict for the most part without any data. Uh, this is what we're going to try to do. And you just go out there and you just try and do it and you try and do as much as you can. And then, you know, after a 12 month period, you can reevaluate and say, okay, this is what worked. This didn't work. Um, this is great. Let's implement more of this. And even since we started three years ago, our, our business plan has changed. Our business model has changed. We were initially going to be solely direct to consumer because we didn't know how long we'd be in the pandemic for. So we thought, we'll just be online, we'll run ads, and that will be our business. And, you know, a year and a half ago, when things really started opening up, especially it took us a little bit longer in Ontario, but when things really started opening up, we thought, oh man, we need to change. We need to backtrack because things are opening up. The world is different. Uh, people might want to go into stores and try their slippers on. You know, let's add pop-ups. Let's add wholesale to our, a little bit earlier on in our business model. Um, and these are things we're definitely going to test this year. But, you know, to expand and not just be just solely direct to consumer because ads are also so expensive. It's such an expensive place to be. A lot of different things in our marketing to really, you know, test the waters in all these different buckets. Um, so cool. I did not know. I didn't know you were going to do that. Well, yeah, we were. I mean, we were going to be direct to consumer. And then we thought, you know, everyone's going to be online forever now. And they aren't. They're actually going into stores and they are out in the world. So we're definitely going to be direct to consumer, but you know, we're we have other things in the funnel that we want to be doing too. When people see the shoe, what's the first reaction right now? They see the slipper. Um, most people, you know, we were at a market recently and most people were like, wow, they look so cozy, which they are. Um, and then when people try them on, I think they're really surprised because. We have such nice um, heel support. Like we have a nice deep heel cup and arch support. And so people are like, wow, I'm, this is really supportive, which is the exact reaction that like I want. So, so far the, the uh, feedback has been pretty positive and pretty amazing because that's all we want for women. Just cozy, stylish, supported. And that's been the feedback so far. Well, when I saw them, I was like, I was like, my, it took my breath away bit. Thank you. That's so wow. sweet. Well, cause, cause it was like, you were talking about this idea and I saw, you know, through the Kickstarter, but when I saw it, I was like, that is a breathtaking. Thank you. That's so kind. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I feel like, you know, a, a lot of people are like, Oh wow. Like this is, you must know so much. And it's like, guys, I knew zero about footwear before zero. The only thing that sets me apart from anyone else is grit. That's it. Like, the will and the grit to try and figure it out is, you know, what's gotten us to this point. And I think that's like, I, I hope that's inspirational for other people who are like, 
I want to try doing this, but I have zero knowledge and I'm not an expert. You become an expert over time. Like I didn't know what, you know, materials were the best to use in a shoe. And, you know, I didn't know anything of any terminology about raising capital. Like this is all, you know, self-education, self-learning, self-taught. So I think anyone can really do this if they have an idea, they they test it and it they get some good feedback and then they have the grit to go go forward and move it forward. What does grit mean to you, Danny? Uh grit is like <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> I feel like grit is like the thing that um it's like it's it's tenacity. It's the thing that pushes you forward and allows you to not give up. So it's like it's like that that piece of you that when you're at your lowest and you don't want to do anything, you just do it anyway. That's grit. Nothing like motherhood to get you really gritty, right? Like, <laughs> I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Yeah, I love it so much. Um Tell us about your supports in place. You have like supporting spouse, supportive family. I imagine you have a lot of support in order to help build this. I, yeah, it like, it's like a baby. It's like, it takes a village, right? So on the business front, like I have an amazing supportive business partner, Victoria, and we've been working together for 12 years, like since we met on the dance team at University of Toronto. Um, and then we've, you know, we've hired a couple people part-time. So, you know, those people in your inner, inner circle to support you. Um, I have an amazing, incredible husband and he is just with me every step of the way and supporting me and bounce ideas off of him. And, um, you know, he gives me the real deal, which is really important. Um, and yeah, I have amazing parents. Like I have divorced parents. My husband has divorced parents. So, you know, it makes things more difficult for, for us in certain ways, but also we just, we're really lucky that we have parents near us and supporting us and helping us with our daughter. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at people who don't have like family support with them when they are raising small children, like kudos to all of you. Cause I don't think I could do it. I, I, uh, I need the support and you, and when you're raising a, when you're raising a business baby, you definitely need to rely on that support and ask for help. Like that's been one of my biggest learnings. Like at the beginning, I was like, oh, I feel so bad asking, you know, this, my mom or my dad or someone to come over and help me. And now I'm like, I need you on this day. I'm at an event from this time to this time. This is when I need help. And you kind of like train your parents a little bit, which is like, I, I, I know that it's hard to do as like a new mom because you feel bad and there's like all this guilt, but I really like train them and, and, you know, now we can rely on them a lot more. So yeah, takes a village. Very lucky. Yeah, it's, I, I agree with you. I, I'm also someone who people are like, I don't know how you do it. And I don't know how to say it any other way, but like, I was blessed with a, like a husband who is basically my CMO, CEO, COO, CFO, <laughs> yeah. um, and he does it all from like the quietness in the background and just makes me shine. So that's number one. So I have a very supportive spouse and I couldn't imagine. So funny. We were just like spent some time apart. Like he was in New York. Our son was in the hospital. We were like, you know, a divided family that way. And then we like had this crazy mission to get on a family vacation. Um, um, so we just had this like crazy moments when we weren't together. 
And I just realized, like, I can't, I don't know how to do anything. Like, I've become so dependent. Like, I don't know how to travel. I don't know how to, like, know where my keys are. I don't know how to print anything. Like, I don't know how to do anything without it. Um, and I think for me, like, if I were to also, someone answer me that question, like, how do I do it? And what's my supports? I'm also super creative with my support. You know, I'm all about, like, I hire teenagers all the time. I have, like, 16-year-olds in my house all the time. Um, also, I really like offline. I really want to know like who these 16 year olds are because I need more help. So, yeah, I think it's about being creative. When I, our first, my first time we had our first kid, Elias, and then Essa, we had um, like a Trinidadian neighbor in her 70s who was our immediate neighbor. And she became like our adopted grandmother. Like she was at our house every day. And I'd be like, oh, I got to go run it. She's like, don't worry, coming over. Like we watch the monitor or whatever. So I've always just believed in the faith of humanity that like, you know, you, you make, you have like your nuclear family, you have your family of origin, and then you have sort of this chosen family of people like your, like your co, like your, like, like uh, Victoria, like you have people who are um, your people, right. And they're not necessarily related to you in any way or that you've married into, but they're just the people in your, um, in your, you know, sort of um, household in this sort of extended household that makes your family work, you know? So I'm all about that. Um, yeah, I yeah. love that. It's so so important, and I think it's like we're also feeling like I was definitely feeling like I had to do everything, and you really you really can't. And there's a point where you just say I can't do everything. Um, but I will say this, you know, I also going back to kind of like the work life balance thing. You know, I don't work like as late as I used to. Like I would, you know, I really. I really want to take care of myself because burnout is a real thing. And it's happened to me way more often than it ever should have. And I, I don't like getting to that place, even getting close to it. Um, you know, and just dealing with, you know, all of the things that go on in life, you know, I have like, you know, sick, you know, this sick person in your family, you know, you're sick. It's, um, you know, first winter with, a daycare. So my family gets sick way more often. It's just like, you need to be able to take care of yourself. So working and also working smart and not super hard has also been a recent, but, um, a very fulfilling mindset to have. Yeah. No, my business coach once told me like the idea is to work less, not work more, you know, yeah. and to like build out, like she made me once take a calendar and mark it. Like, what are the months you don't want to work? And I was like, Oh, okay. Is that, the Oh, game? that's an option. That's yeah. An option. And so she taught me this idea of like, you know, move your cycle around your kid's life cycle. And, you know, so that's why I have a really light December. I have a, like almost a non-existence two weeks of January. And then, you know, by July and August, I try to keep super light. So um, I basically try not to work like equivalent of four months a year. Um, that's amazing. And that's right? how it should be. I feel like our culture is like, go, go, go work harder, work harder and do everything and go for it. And like, yes, I believe like go for it and like work hard and go for your dreams, but like also take care of yourself and like enjoy your life because it's a marathon. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's not a sprint and it can't happen overnight. So you might as well just enjoy it a little bit more. And I'm saying that mostly to remind myself, but also like yeah. for everyone else, you know, it's you need a to reminder. Remind I remember like, I remember when I used to work for a few different organizations where all of like the young women like would work really late. Like everyone would leave at five o'clock if they had a family. And if you didn't have family, you like work till six, you work till seven, you grind it. And I remember being like, and then I remember people who were then making families or having kiddos and then leaving at five o'clock. And I was like, wow, like 
I don't even have, but they used to work late. Like they used to hang out. They don't hang out anymore. And then I like had this epiphany being like, they can't, like they have to get home. They have to leave. And they're probably working way harder and like smarter than they've ever worked because they had to get it all done. Like in a certain amount of time. And it wasn't after I had kids where I was like, oh, that's why they left at 4.59. Like I get it, you know? Um, But up until that point, I was like, no, like the value is like, I'm a career woman and career women work till six or seven or you know, we burn them in and over the last ones in the office. And like, um, and then obviously for me, like if you would have met me 15 years ago, I had like a very different, obviously life and perspective than I obviously do now. Um, but my lifestyle was so different. And I know so many of us who came up through entrepreneurship sort of through our thirties, um, twenties and thirties, like it also is a very different story, you know, like mm-hmm. any entrepreneurial venture I had previous to the one I have now is I don't think I was working very smartly at all. Um, oh yeah, no, me too. Yeah. 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 I was a servant to so many people. Like I still am. I am in the business of servitude, which I know you can appreciate with city moguls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I felt so invested and I care so much about so many people, but what yeah. I love about mom halo and the business that I built is like, I do care so deeply about so many people, but so many people care deeply about me. And like, often it is about the halo, right? It's about the community, but it's also about the mom piece of the mom halo. Like I need to mom sometimes like really hard and I'm super unavailable, um, Mm -hmm. which is new too. Like I'm completely unavailable so much of the year um, and the business still can, can, can can thrive. So I love the idea of you pivoting for yourself to make that space and time and leaning into this really unique product in the marketplace. Um, Thank you. And kick us off. Where can people find you? Where can they buy the product? How can they learn more? Yeah, people can go to maveandshay.com. So M-A-V-E and Shay like home, like French for home, C-H-E-Z.com. They can like us on Instagram, TikTok, all the social platforms. Um, honestly, any kind of like like or ordering a pair for your mom or for a friend is like so, means so much to us as a small business. And um, yeah, that's where everyone can find us. And my personal stuff is, uh, mostly under Danny S. Kagan. Danny, if somebody, if, if our listeners hear nothing else today, what is like the one piece of goodness you want them to take away from this conversation? Oh, that's a, that's like a loaded question. There's, um, the one piece of good, um, I would just say have fun with everything you're doing. Like, I feel like, I feel like as I get older, I'm learning to enjoy things more and not take everything so seriously. I think if you had met me five, 10 years ago, it was all so serious. It was so important. It was, you know, like right. everything with every decision and every detail. And I would want to check every detail and, you know, make sure things were perfect. And now there's um, a lot of surrendering. So surrendering, enjoying it more, enjoying the journey, enjoying the marathon. Oh my God. I love that, Danny. What a good summation of this conversation. And I can completely relate. So I'm sure so many of our other moms can too. So um, thank you you for that final thought. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. And um, please go give Maeve and Shay a follow and a like. I can't wait for my slippers to come in. Um, They do. I will definitely be giving them some love. And anyone who's on an entrepreneurial journey and you're thinking about product and product is scary to you. Go talk to Danny. She will give you some wisdom. I am happy to talk to literally anyone. So holler. Holler at her. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. Bye. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mom Halo podcast, I'd love your support by sharing it with others, posting about us on social, or leaving a really good rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Mom Halo. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Cookies and Cribs Sleep Consulting helps parents like yourself teach healthy, independent sleep habits from the age of newborn to five years old. Alana Ozeal will teach your little one to sleep through the night, give you and your partner your nights together, and that little break that we all need at the end of the day. Cookies and Cribs will create a personalized sleep plan for your little one to give you the confidence and support each day working together. Book your free consultation today on the website and receive 10% off your services.